Well, hello everyone. We're getting ready for church here. Uh, we just finished setting back up from our Fall Fest. We had a great time. And I got to say this to everyone who volunteered. To all of you, thank you, volunteers. They are the real rock stars. Few quick announcements before we jump into church. Uh, starting November 2nd on Thursday evenings is our Celebrate Recovery Group. They'll be meeting here at the church at 5.30 p.m. More info is available on the app. Also, another group starting up that week, November 5th, they'll be meeting Sunday evenings at 6. We got these fine gentlemen moving chairs. I love to see it. Uh, Grief Share, Sunday evenings uh, starting at 6, starting November 5th. So is that a week from now? I think so. Yeah, that's starting up. Also, early November, November 9th, uh, Heaven City Limits. That's a night of worship and ministry led by Pastor Billy and Pastor Angie. We'll have the whole worship team there. It's going to be a great night. Uh, you won't want to miss it. My birthday's in November. Should we announce that? No, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, yeah, those are the announcements. Let's get ready for church. Everybody online, welcome. Getting ready to hop into worship here. Looking forward to it to spend this time with you. Then we're in our series, uh, Kingdom Revealed, Part 5. We're going to start talking about trees. Uh, and that'll take us a couple of weeks. Uh, so we'll be in Genesis 2 and Genesis 1. So get your Bibles and get a coffee and get comfortable, because here we go. Woo! <laughs> Good morning, family. Good morning. It is wonderful to see your faces and hear your voices. We are looking forward to spending time with you all in worship and in the Word this morning. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do if all goes well. We're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. And then Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We'll dismiss them off to their myriad classrooms for Sunday school. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are in Kingdom Revealed Part 5. And it's really good. We're starting in on the trees that Pastor Steve's been hinting at and all sorts of good things. But before we do any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? Papa, we thank you for your presence here this morning. We thank you for the privilege of gathering with brothers and sisters to celebrate and worship you. We thank you for welcoming us into your throne room. So as we settle before you today, God, give us the strength to let go of the things we walked in with. Of our distractions and our worries and our any heavy heartedness. Because, Papa, we desire to stand before you with our shoulders unbowed. 
with our faces upturned to yours. To soak in your loving kindness. To wonder at your majesty. Amazed by your faithfulness. Declaring your greatness with all that we are, God. You are so, so good to us. Help us to draw closer to you today, Papa. We love you and we thank you. And we join with all the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Merciful God, grant to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Chaplain Doug. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup. Was the last night of the Passover celebration? The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship. And I always try to encourage us all to sing out and lift our voices as we praise the Lord here in this place today. We'll I will see the words on the screen so we can sing along with those. You're welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. We are here for you, Lord. Fill our hearts with 
crown of thorns to the one who took the lashing scourge for the hands and feet that were pierced by nails for the sacrifice that has told
love you lord and we are so so thankful for this time of worship in your presence god you're good to us father as we're here in your presence i'd ask that you be with us as we prepare to study your word lord god would you anoint the words that are spoken to us that are taught to us use those words god to stir up our hearts towards you the Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you be with those working with our children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You're good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come on up and teach the children a Bible verse? Good Good morning, everyone. Uh-oh. I can't. It won't hear. Hi. Can you guys hear me? Cool. I'm glad that you can hear me. Today's true Bible story comes to us from the book of Hebrews, right? And we find that following Jesus was very difficult for the Jewish believers, right? Because people were mean to them because they followed Jesus. Can you believe that? And some of them began to think that maybe following Jesus wasn't worth it, right? I know. And then, G- and then some of them started to think that maybe their life would be easier if they did not worship Jesus, right? I know, so sad. But guess what? In the all, in, in past, in the past, God's people were led by priests. And the priest helped the people to worship God with sacrifices. And the believers were wanting to go back to that. You see Aaron and his, and he was, a, he was from the family of the Levites. And his family, they were the priests, right? Only they were allowed to be priests. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit helped a leader write words to encourage the new believers. And we can read about these words in the book of Hebrew. Did you know that? I know, right? Well, the leader wrote that following Jesus is better than anything or anyone, right? He told them Jesus became a human to be, right, a merciful and faithful high priest for us, right? And Jesus was hurt, And Jesus was tempted to sin. So now he can help us when we hurt and when we are tempted to do things that are wrong, right? Ozzy, you okay? Oh, good boy. Okay. And that, so that's, that's what it was, right? So Jesus is better. And then guess what? The writer of Hebrews reminded them, right, of a priest called Melchizedek. Melchizedek is the first person in the Bible to be called priest. And this is what the writer wrote, 
right? He told them, Melchizedek the priest reminds us of Jesus, God's son. He, he went on to say that Aaron and his, and his, and all the priests that came after him, they were only men, right? Who lived for a while and then died. And so the priesthood was over when they died, right? But Hebrews 7.24 tells us, but because Jesus lives, his priesthood lasts forever, right? And never ends. Aaron and the, and the priest and his family, they made sacrifices for the sin of the people, right? But these were not good enough to save people. Did you know that? Yeah, they weren't good enough. The priest and their work, it always pointed forward to a, to a better priest. Do you know who this better priest is? Jesus, right? Yes, Jesus is the better priest. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice God promised. He is alive and will never die again. He is the perfect priest, right? That sacrificed his life for us. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's so good. Okay, are you guys ready to tell everyone else the Bible verse? Okay, repeat after me. Hebrews 7, 24. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood Last forever. Last forever. Wow, excellent work. Yes. Thank you, sir. The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek what? Him. Pastor Georgina will pray for them. And then we'll send them off to Children's Church. All right, guys, wait a minute. Don't go anywhere. We're going to pray. Are you ready? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. One, two, three. Ozzy, are you ready? <laughs> Father in heaven, thank you so much for sending Jesus to be the perfect priest that we need. Thank you, Jesus, for being the sacrifice that we needed. Thank you for giving us life eternally. In Jesus' name, what do we say? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Georgina. God bless you. Will you hand me my iPad? It's under my chair. Should I be you? Welcome to the vineyard. I got to turn you up, though, which is why I'm doing all of this. Hang on. Hang on. Technology is an amazing thing. Yeah. It's, that's a word for it. Amazing. Go ahead. Check, check. Okay, there we good. Go. Thank you. So, uh, yes, welcome to the vineyard. I think you said that, but let me say it again. I tried to say it just like you say it. Yeah. Welcome to the vineyard. I, I was trying the other day to think about how many times I've probably said that. 
Welcome to the vineyard. Just like that, too. Like that. Anyway, and to those of you joining us online, I'm not going to say it again, but we're glad to be with you and uh, happy to have you all here today. That link, the, that code that just popped up, if you point your smart device at it with the camera on, uh, it will take you to a web page that has a lot of helpful links. One of them is our Connect card. Uh, and if you've never filled that out, we'd love for you to do that. Name, phone number, email address. Uh, also the fill-in notes, which I think are very helpful for the service are there. And at 9.30 and 11, um, it, it, there's a translation available. You can click on it. And then you can pick from 30 different languages. And uh, it works. You can read it on your phone or if you have headphones, it actually speaks that language to you. Uh, it's, all, it's like really close to real time. So uh, that's there for you. Love for you to take advantage of that. And uh, there's a few other things there, so that's helpful. But yes, amen. You're going to talk about Fall Fest? Thank you. Just to uh, thank you for plugging mm-hmm. that. Fall Festival is Friday. Appreciate all the volunteers. We had a great uh, group of volunteers. Thank you for helping us. And lots of candy, and lots of kids showed up, and it, was, uh, it went very well. It was a good night. We love to bless the community that way, so thank you for making all that possible. And I did want to say also that um, coming up, because I know they were in the first announcements with Doug, but we're starting a uh, recovery group, Celebrate Recovery Thursday, starts this Thursday at 5.30. So if that would be, you know, it's for dealing with the hurts, the habits, and the hang-ups of life, uh, if that would be helpful to you. That starts this Thursday at 5.30. Um, Sunday after the 11 o'clock service, we're doing a newcomer's lunch. Right, next Sunday. Next Sunday, next yes. Sunday. Not the day. And then that, that also that Sunday, which I think is the fifth, Grief Share starts back up. I saw Dr. Lily and Jack over there sitting. Did hey, you? Hey, I welcome haven't back. Seen... They start up Sunday at 6, Grief Share. Very helpful. Um, Amen. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good thing. Group, yes. Okay, so uh, we've done that. When we gather, we pray for our neighbors. We do that corporately to reinforce what we ask you to do individually. You should be doing that every day. Pray for the people that live around you. And so think a couple of your neighbors, and let's go to the Lord. Papa, we lift up our neighbors to you. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways. Draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Help us, God, to be good neighbors and to love our neighbors well. And bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And God, in, uh, in this crazy, turbulent world, we know Jesus is the answer, the solution. And we ask that in every corner of the globe, that you would make yourself known. Yes. Holy Spirit, that you would draw people into the knowledge of God and into relationship with him in Christ. And bring peace and blessing and grace and mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Okay, we're going to continue. I can close this now. We can uh, continue on in our series called Kingdom Revealed. Uh, we're in the first couple of chapters of Genesis. We're taking some time. This all started because in the last series about the Bible, we broke the storyline into eight sections. And then I felt like I wanted to deepen them because we only did 20 minutes on each section. And there's so much stuff. And uh, so we can take each section and do it for a very long time. But let me say this. um, Hang with me because what we introduce in the first two chapters of Genesis are constantly referred back to in the rest of the story. And in a slightly bigger picture, the first 11 chapters of Genesis 
sort of set the theme and the style for the whole rest of the book. And, and so if you have a good understanding of the first 11 chapters, it will absolutely help you with the rest of the Bible. Because from there, there's a lot of repetitive themes and stories that press on. So we're taking some time to dig in to those things. We've talked over the last few weeks about being imagers and what that right. means as people, mm-hmm. the royal priesthood. And today we're going to start talking about trees. And, uh, Finally, right? I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, wait, and but I, he's, he's made it two sermons. I got to do two, though, because yeah. there was so much. It's, it's just really good. And yeah. I could do ten sermons on trees easily. Could. Yeah, so anyway, but them. we're going to limit it to two. Because we, we also have to talk about, before we get out of these first two chapters, mm-hmm. we have to talk about rivers, streams, That's living, cool. you know, water. Right. And we have to talk about mountains, because right. really important, and um, gardens. And probably and wind. wind, spirit, rock. Right, right. Um, anyway, so we'll eventually move into chapter three. Right. <laughs> but not yet. We got a ways to go. We got to set through these things and uh, sort of talk about what's going on. I think that's enough preamble. Let's do the jokes. Yay. So I can get to going in. Man walks into a library and says to the librarian, I'm looking for that new book on indecisiveness. Do you have it? And the librarian said, I'm not sure. And the man replied, that's the one. (laughs) Later on, when that librarian bumped her head, she had no one to blame but her shelf. Her shelf. Her shelf. Come on. (gasps) What do you call a wreath of $100 bills? Tell us, honey. A wreath of Franklin. A wreath of Franklin. (laughs) See, I like See, they that. got it. That you know, you know the what they did? Gave they gave me some R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I'm not joining you, if that's what Taking care, T-C-B. Ow! Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. Okay. <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin's. That was Jason Cadwell. I don't know if he's here right now, but he sent us that joke. He didn't send us the song. Just the joke. I got the song later. You did. So, Absolutely. And then I, sometimes I think my wife, she, oh. little, she feels embarrassed of me because I like to suck it to me, well, suck it to me. Suck. But I had this thing happen this I last wrong? week at church, Sunday. Yeah. Last Sunday. So uh, Pastor Doug preached. He did a great job. Appreciate that, son. Amen. And, uh, and, and so I, I, during a couple of the services, I took my guitar and went in the back into the kids' rooms and played and sang a little bit. It's a good way for me to get to know the kids. And so I'm in there, and I'm singing and playing, and at the, one of the services, my twin granddaughters are yes, in there. seven. There's seven. And one was really into it, and the other one was so embarrassed for me that she could barely stand it. It was so funny. She, like, came running up, Granddad, and grabbed my leg to try and get me to stop as I'm playing, you know, and they, they kind of put her to the side. But she was, like, dying inside. I'm watching her. She's like, oh, Granddad, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because I do. Yeah. Any <laughs> chance for you I don't to... have a, the self-esteem problem. No, never yeah, have. Okay. All right. It's a good thing. Would you pray for us and lead us in the scripture? I'm going to try. All right. Let's take a beat and pray, and then we'll read the word together. Thank you, Papa. Jesus, you told us that we could come to you if we were weary or heavy laden, and that you would give us rest. You told us, Lord, that we didn't need to have our hearts be troubled but to trust in you because you have overcome the world. And I thank you, Lord, that in our lives we don't understand a lot of things, but we know that our hearts can be at peace. You give us that peace. 
You give us that shalom in the things we don't understand. Help us just to rest in you today, to give you our weariness and our burdens, to lay them at your feet, and to receive your shalom. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? As pastors mentioned, they were in Genesis 2, beginning at verse 4. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. And then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Blessed be the word of the Lord, y'all can sit. All right, trying to remember to swallow before I turn the mic back on, So, which I did, I think, successfully. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things, but a quick review just so far on Genesis, because we're still in Genesis 2. I said this about Genesis 1. I think Genesis 1 uh, really introduces us to God's ideal for creation. I, I said it's the cosmic temple. And we see how he formed and filled and rested on it all. And, uh, and then at the beginning of Genesis 2, those first three verses are really the ending of Genesis 1. And uh, we have the whole seventh day thing happening. And then when we move into verse 4, we, we start this new look. And I've told you that the, the Bible doesn't really fit chronologically. And then sometimes we should stop and question when things get different. And even in verse 4, because he's always created the heavens and the earth, and at the end of verse 4, and then he says, and he created the earth and the heavens. It's done that way on purpose to get your attention away. Something's a little different here. And and I think what's happening in Genesis 2 is that what we're doing is we're being introduced to the characters who have the opportunity to live out the ideal God created in chapter 1. And so we're going to see things a little different. They're introduced in the story in different orders, and different things are happening all done on purpose because the Bible is written in such a way, divinely inspired literature, that God wants you to hang into it your whole life and that you keep digging in and that the more that you do, the more he reveals to you and the closer you get in relationship to him. And for your entire life, you can meditate on the Bible and you will never get it all but you will keep getting more and more and more, and that's the heart of God, to hang out with you. So you don't ever think that you can read through it once and know it all, or read little bits of it and have it all figured out. It's not how it works. It's a constant, lifelong, amazing, exciting, wonderful journey, the best there is, because we keep growing closer and closer to God, and that's his heart throughout. So as we look into... um, 
Genesis 2, and in the passage I had Alice read, uh, there are three things that come out of the ground that are linked throughout the rest of the story. And those three things are water and humans and trees. And they're here on purpose, and they come out of the earth on purpose, and then the biblical authors will link them throughout all of the stories. You'll see it over and over and over again. Let's look at verse 6. Uh, streams came from the earth, so there comes water, and watered the whole surface of the ground. And then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man became a living being. Now, the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. There we go. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. Um, I'm sure you've noted, but that's setting us up for what happens in the next chapter because that's part of the fall. But there they are, and we need to be trees. Are, trees are pleasing to the eye. Be, and good for food, right? So they produce fruit, and you know that's that's an amazing thing we'll talk about. But trees are trees are awesome to look at. You ever seen a tree that just kind of really grabs your attention, and you kind of and that's design on that way. I, I was in California when I was a, a younger a, a person, and there's some amazing trees in parts of California, like giant, massive trees. But trees. Uh, can catch your attention. Hey, there's some in Key West. There's some trees that kind of grow in places. You know, that's an amazing tree. Or there's a bridge with a tree on it here. That you should stop and look at Fred because why is Fred even there? How does Fred survive in the middle of the ocean on a bridge? I'm shocked by it. I'm sure there's a reason that there's enough rain or something in some sort of pockets, but it doesn't look like it should happen. Um, that that's going on, and and so trees they're they're cool to look at, and that's important and also big part of the story. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, So it's not the tree of good and evil. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And actually a better, I think a better way to translate that should be uh, the tree of knowing good and bad. And the reason I say that is that word that's translated evil works better as bad. Because I think we have a different sort of idea in our heads now about evil than perhaps when the translations really started happening. And so it's, it's the knowing of good and bad. That's the fruit on another tree. And they're in the middle of the garden, um, but there's lots of trees in the garden. Lots of trees, pretty to look at, lots of fruit, really cool stuff. That's important. But, but notice that what we had all sort of come out at the same time was water and then out of the ground and then man out of the ground and then trees out of the ground. This is different than the Genesis 1 account because we had trees on day 3 and people on day 6. But now we've got water and then we've got... Okay, so you're with me. There's a di- And it's okay that they're different. They're to give you different parts of the story. Um, but these three things are connected throughout the Scripture. Water, plants, and trees. Like Here's an example. Uh, on purpose, it's from the Psalm... Uh, the first Psalm, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Check this out. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Remember that word law, Torah, first five books at least. That's what they had plus. Uh, but there was enough... In, think about that. There's enough going on in those first five books that there's a, there's a lifetime's worth of day and night meditation. You'll never get it all. And we have more now. That was five. We got 60-something, right? So uh, 
on the, and who meditates on his law day and night. Listen to this. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water. There's a definite connection back to what's happening in Genesis 2 on purpose. And when you take time and read through the Psalms, you'll find that many of them are connected back into Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 on purpose to keep inviting you into the entire story as you read the psalm or whatever other part of scripture you're reading. It's done that way on purpose. It's literary design by amazingly creative God. And remember that uh, chart I showed you a couple weeks ago with all the links going back and forth throughout the Bible, thousands and thousands and thousands, all there on purpose. And they help us stay connected to this amazing story and what's happening. And so we, we have that going on. Yields its fruit in, per- in season, whose leaf doesn't wither. Whatever they do prospers. And so these connections with, with trees, leaves are part, fruit are part. All those things, they're part of uh, what's going into the story. So on our way to talk about that, let's, we've been talking about imagers and the royal priesthood. Pastor Doug did a great job talking about the royal priesthood last week. Um, and through that sort of picture, let's move our way into talking about trees. And so what happens next is that God's going to plant human. So remember, when you often read man or Adam, it's, it's human is what that really means. All right, So God's going to plant humans because in the next few chapters, Adam becomes man-woman, Adam and Eve, and then the two become one flesh, and you get all that. But place there to work and to keep. Uh, and this is a priestly command. So that's fascinating. The Lord God took the man and rested him, as that word put there, he placed him before, now he rested him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it, or work it and keep it. Those two words in Hebrew are abad and shamar, and they are other places in Scripture where they're used together like that. It's always to describe the role of the priests. And so this is a picture of our uh, priesthood that we talked about, the royal priesthood. God is the king, we're his kids, we're part of the royal family, and we're a royal priesthood. And this is one of the things that we're going to do, is we're put, rested, placed in the garden in order to be the priest. Adam is sort of the picture, Adam and Eve, of the high priest in the first cosmic temple, in the temple. And it's a picture that will run um, for the priest throughout to serve and to worship. Here's another place where those words are used. Again, it's a priestly role. Only you and your sons may serve as priests in connection with everything at the altar and inside the curtain. And I'm giving you the service of the priesthood as a gift. And so uh, back here, you say, serve there is shamar, and uh, service is that word abad that we talked about. Uh, and, and so it's a role of the priests and what they're going to do, and that's how we're put into the garden. Given the vocation that we've talked about as imagers, royal priesthood, here we go. We're there. And then we get this command. So we're put there. We're priests. Here we go. What do we do? Most of you know this command, but I don't know if you've ever really slowed down and thought about what's happening. And that's what I'm going to encourage you to do this week before we get into next week where it's all about the two trees. But I want to get it all set up for you. And it's very hard for me not to just give you the whole plot for next week. But anyway, the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But, uh, but you must not eat from the tree of no, the knowing of good and bad. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Well, let's look at the first part of that command. Because I, I don't know that you've... 
this is one of the things I really want you to have a think about this week. So I would encourage you this week, you know, hang out time, have your Bible or your smart device with the Bible on it, Genesis 2, and go uh, sit by a tree and have a think. And uh, so the first part of that command is really, really cool. The Lord God commanded the man, you're free to eat from any tree in the garden. Now, lots of trees in the garden. And we're free to eat from any tree in the garden. And guess the, the other tree that you may not think about when he's talking about that is there in the garden is already the tree of life. And before we've done anything to earn it, before we've deserved anything that we think, we have access. Get that. Could you try again? <laughs> well, I'm working on it. <sighs> we have access from the very beginning. To the tree of life. God's heart is for us to be with him forever. That's the, that's the story. That's how it's set up. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. You were just there and God loves you. And from the very beginning, the heart of God is we're going to do this thing forever together. That's the heart of God. Nothing earned worked for. And I, I don't, I think we always think that somehow we, it's our part that gets us life, right? Forever. It's all that we do. When it's always from the beginning, you've been about what God does. And, and one of the things I need you to consider, and we'll, we'll definitely um, deepen this next week, is that you, you may think that the, the way the story works, it's possible that when before the fall, we live forever because that's how we're made to live forever. I think we're made in such a way that we can live forever if we have access to the tree of life. And the tree of life isn't like magic. It's just a picture of who God is. And that in relationship with God, he's the tree of life. We can live forever with him. And that's how he set it up. Here, we, you can, I want you to be with me forever. Access is yours. Tree of life. Partake of this tree. We're going to live forever with God. It's going to be so, so amazing of what's going on. There's a second part, part two of this divine command. And it says this, but you must not eat from the tree of knowing good and bad, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And a lot of people go, well, why was that tree even there? It's a tree, it's a choice, but we talked about that, that, that God only, God wants people in relationship with him who choose to be in relationship with him. If there's no other option, then do you really want to be in relationship with God? It's, a, you know, by default, no. So it's a, it's a choice, it's there. But it's, it's fascinating to think about. And again, we'll talk more about this next week. Let's start with the end first. When you eat from it, you'll certainly die. Because people have often said to me, well, they eat from it and they don't die. That's true. But you know what they lose in Genesis 3? Access to the tree of life. Exile. It's a type of death. And it leads to death. One tree leads to life. One tree leads to death. Why is knowing good and bad such a problem? It's not the problem. Because it's actually a sign of maturity to know the difference between good and bad, right? It's spiritual maturity. It's how you come to the knowledge of that is the issue. Will you wait for God who wants to give you everything? God's heart is to give, 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 give. Give you everything, including he wants to give you, as you can handle it, the knowledge of good and bad, spiritual maturity. Or will you refuse to wait on God and decide you're going to reach out and take it for yourself? That was the problem. Don't take from there. That's not your source. Ultimately, the test becomes who you're going to listen to for wisdom. Who are you going to trust? Him or you? Culture. Everything else. And that's the recurring 
test that happens from the setup. And like I said, we'll dig into that more next week. But, but that's what's going on. And the trees are placed in a garden in a way that you have to go by one to get to the other. It's, it's really fascinating in the story. Um, but, the, but the prohibition is that God wants you to protect what he has with you forever. The divine intent is to be with you forever. And he'll teach you what you need to know as you need to know it. It's like, but does that, does that resonate with you about the problems that we have in life? Is that every time we take because we can't wait, that's sin. Because we're getting ahead of what God wants and we think we know better than God. That's, that's sin to a T. That's every time. And so we need to be thinking about that this week and we'll... We'll dig deeper. But before we do, I want to connect more about humans and trees. Because trees, you'll, you'll find as you're reading that trees play uh, a huge role in lots of things in the Bible. Uh, so let's, so, you know, next, when we get to Genesis 3, you'll see the, the role they play. I just kind of set that up for you. Uh, Exodus, the burning bush. That word in the Hebrew for bush, it's a desert tree. Uh, the, the Hebrew word for tree is a lot more flexible than ours. Um, they also refer to trees. Uh, tree, that word is used even when a tree is cut down and is wood. And uh, wood is going to impact a lot of the big situations, trees and wood. So like I just did Moses. Uh, let's see, Noah, when, uh, when he builds an ark, that's going to be made out of wood. Trees are in that whole thing. And then the, tr- the ark is the, with the floating garden of Eden. Come. David is going to build a temple out of wood. And these connections are there. Uh, we're going to pop into the New Testament. And Jesus, he's going to say what? I am the vine. You're the branches. That's a tree. He's, I'm a tree. I'm the, the, it's a tree of life is what he's pointing to. And there's that. And we, we find life in him, fruit in him. Uh, He'll also say in a parable that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed when it starts and it becomes a great tree. Uh, Revelation 22, our favorite, the one we're waiting on, Revelation 21, 22, is the tree of life. Either side of the river, there's another tree. In the book of Acts, the cross is referred to as a cross a lot, but it's also referred to as the tree, a tree. There's lots of connections that are really important on purpose for you to be looking for. And um, this, this chart, this amazing, wonderful flow chart that I labored over for hours to present to you, that's that one. Well, nobody even thought that was funny because I was being facetious. R-E-S-B-E-C, I'm going back to the song. <laughs> Suck it to me. No, okay. Genesis 3. So look, formless and empty, that's what we set up Genesis 1, so important. Now formed and filled, that's what God's doing. First three days, he forms it, those are domains that he sets up, and then day four through six, this is a pattern in the scripture, he fills what he formed. On day three, there's a a slight difference to the pattern, because it's not just one thing that happens, it's the main thing that happens is land, and then the bonus on day three, after it was good, are the plants. And when you read about the plants, you find out that um, uh, seed-bearing plants and trees on the, that bear fruit with seed in it. Well, that's a pretty big deal. Tree with seed. And then on day six, well, we have a, 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 he makes animals. And then as the bonus, as the second act after that was good, he makes people. And, and people are to be fruitful and multiply. Trees and people are to be fruitful, and, and they both have seed in them. And the, the picture is there that... While God is, you know, the only one who can sort of self-generate life, what he gives in us, uh, trees and people, and the animals and stuff too, but trees and people are the big connection here, is this ability to sort of 
mimic that in a way. We can't start from nothing and get something, but now we have the potential because God gave it to us to continue to go on and on and on, generation after generation, trees and people. And, and the connection is there on purpose, and they connect that way. So, uh, so trees and people, you know, both have the possibility of producing life within themselves. Um, both people and trees have seed, and that's going to come up a lot in the scripture, the importance of, of seed and what goes on. And both are to be fruitful. And uh, these are all things that you need to be looking for. And I think that pretty much sets us up for next week when we'll, we'll just talk about the two main trees in the garden. And I think when you see what's going on, it really sort of helps us know the whole thing that we go through throughout life is this, there's this tree that, where there's life and then there's this tree of testing and it's over and over and over and over again. And will we go God's way or our way? But that's the biggest issue ever, right? Whose way? Who are you going to listen to is what it comes down to. And so we'll, we'll get into that next week. Uh, but that's pretty good. I did that. Okay. So I think we're good. Just want to make sure I had enough in there so I can jump in hard next week. All right, perfect. Ministry team. Those of you who want your head over the wall, people on the way over there, they'll pray for you. If you need prayer for anything, they'll make sure you get it. But let me say this again. This amazing story, God's story, he invites you to be a part of it in Jesus. And the way that you respond to the invitation is to say yes to Jesus. That's, he's done everything else. You just have to say yes. And, and if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, now's your time. Perfect. No better time than this today, right now. Jesus, will you be my Lord and my Savior? It's the beginning of everything for you. Holy Spirit comes. And, and all of a sudden, we begin to see things in new ways. And, and we're inviting through him. Then we have access to the tree of life, eternal life that goes on forever. If you've never done it, do it today. Amen. Good word. Last October, my husband and I went to our dear friends, Amy and Thierry's in Arizona. And in Sedona, in the, in the midst of the Red Rock Hills, I know probably some of you have been there, is the Chapel of the Holy Cross. And it's a Catholic chapel. And, you, and so the difference, they have Jesus on the cross. That's a crucifix. That's the difference. We just have an empty cross. But it was so beautiful. We walked in and it's a cross, but it's also an apple tree. And you look up and you see the apples, and it hit me so hard that day to see it like that. Google it when you get home and, and just be blessed. Amen. Yeah, because the cool part of that yeah. is in some ways that, that Jesus has put back on the tree for us mm-hmm. and resets everything. There's a lot to that story. There is a lot. Really, yeah. really good. It's yes. very powerful. Good. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. I didn't do this last time because I went too fast. There. Thank you, church, for being generous. Uh, you guys are amazing. We, we get to do so many cool things. Fall Fest was an example. Thank you. We got to bless the community. The truck has been out at Trunk or Treats. Uh, they were at Sugarloaf Thursday. They're going over to the Big Pine Charter School today. The truck, they, because uh, not me. <laughs> but Pastor Fran's Brain. going. And we, we just bless with snow cones and ice cream. And, and you guys make that possible. Mm. Thank you for doing that. It's a big deal. And it's a, it's a way to... Slowly show people who God is and the love He has for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you for that. I did that. Let's sing doxology and we'll dismiss. Praise God from whom all blessings flow.
Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. We'll get those doors open for you so you can head out that way. Prayer is over there if you need it. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Get out there, catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Some of that cold weather. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, and all is well, and I don't know. Uh, enjoy your candy, I guess, from the weekend. Absolutely. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you, volunteers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you, volunteers. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We love you guys. Next week, more on trees. I think it's really interesting. So, uh, yeah. go, as I said, grab a coffee, sit by a tree, have a think, and we'll be Good back stuff. at it next week. Hey, who are the dolphins playing today? Um, Kansas City. Oh yeah, Patriots. Kansas. Um, pa- are they I think. I hope it's um, not Kansas City. Yeah, yeah they play <laughs> Kansas City, <laughs> Germany. Okay, so oh. yeah, fins up, everybody. Bye. Bye and it started. At-